Today's show is sponsored by our friends at distilleryproducts.com. I could talk about this forever. You already know the drill. If you need awesome laser edge glassware at wholesale prices and you are a bourbon group, you are a store, you're a distillery, you got to talk to the folks at distilleryproducts.com. Reach out to me. I would be happy to get you in touch with them. They have amazing prices and do amazing work at distilleryproducts.com. Today's show is also sponsored by our friends at Orca Coolers. Make this summer the coolest summer ever with Orca. They have something for everyone from American-made, lifetime-guaranteed hardside coolers to stainless steel whiskey barrel tumblers. They're ready to have your name on it. I got a hard cooler, a soft cooler. I got a few of these whiskey barrel tumblers. I'm getting ready to make my barbecues awesome. Use code DADS20 for 20% off of your order at Orca Coolers. That is code DADS20. Adds 20 and you're going to get 20% off. And that actually means something pretty substantial when you go to get a new cooler. So check them out. OrcaCoolers.com. Use code DADS20 for 20% off. Today's show is also sponsored by our friends at Action 24-7. You want action? Get in on the action with Action 24-7, Tennessee's only sports book by Tennesseans for Tennesseans. And y'all have no idea right now how pumped I am. I know I had big news. I wanted to get out to you last week, but now this week it's good to go. Use code DADS100 and they will match up to $400 of your first deposit. Same code, more money. Use code dads 100 they will match up to 400 bucks of your deposit check it out there's mlb stuff going on there is soccer stuff going on insurance on all of them preds home games check out all the specials when you go into the app at action247.com or get the app on your phone use code dads 100 and get in on the action i picked up on a lot of the shit talking i got i got that <laughs> even in the review part so i'm with you on that yeah yeah I come from a big family, so our love language is shit talking, so it's fine. Everyone, my name is John Edwards, and with me as always is Zeke Baker, and together we make the Dad's Drink of Bourbon. Wherever you are, whatever time it is, thank you for making us a part of your day. Zeke, thank you for fitting time in your day for me. It's very hard to get on your calendar. It's also equally as hard to fit you in most places. Not as hard as it was a year ago. I mean, like, I could fit more places now than I could a year ago. Who said I was speaking uh, physically? What? Could have been more like a metaphorical thing. Like sticking out like a sore thumb, quote unquote. What am I sticking out like a <laughs> sore thumb in? I don't know. I just want to see where you'd go with that. You're going very, like, you okay today? You were quiet. We were talking to our friend Tim. I, I, I am a little bitter. Like, so for a while, I've noticed this thing from, uh, I think it's Rona Fallout. At least I'm guessing that is what is going on here. But like, there's a severe lack of like public restrooms. I mean, literally, like every time I go to like a sportings complex or anywhere with the parks and stuff with the kids, bathrooms aren't open, Porter Johns are locked up. I mean, it's just absurd. Took the kid to baseball practice earlier, Porter Johns are locked up. Here I go meandering off in the woods behind the fields to try and take a leak. Apparently somebody took their kid back there, or it could have been an animal, I don't know. But you can guess what my foot ended up stepping in. So then I spend the whole baseball practice trying to get shit off my shoe. Still ain't got it off, and I still ain't happy about it. 
So, yes, that could be part of my mood at the moment. Wait, wait, wait. What shoes were you wearing when you stepped in animal or human shit? Well, let's be honest here. You think I'm going to wear any kind of good tennis shoe to my son's baseball practice where my ass may have to get out there in that field and run for some reason? <laughs> you are sleepy over there. I mean, I just imagine you in a pair of Yeezys out in the woods going to take a leak and stepping in some shit. That's why you don't wear Yeezys to baseball practice, John. You got to be looking good for all those single moms out there. Hey, man, there's not many at practice. You know, they just show up for the games. (laughs) Well, we hope to cheer you up a little bit more. And I should have asked him how to pronounce his name before we started recording. But our friend Tim from Jim Beam is on. Tim, how do you say your last name? It's a weird one. I'm used to this. Uh, My last name is Heisler. It rhymes with Chrysler. That's how you remember it. A really good host would have asked you as we've been talking for 30 minutes, but I am a shitty host. So I did not ask, and I'm sorry about that. No, we were talking about whiskey and all the other important things, because who cares? (laughs) We're already on a first name basis, so it doesn't even matter. Zeke doesn't even put his first name on here. He just puts easy. I did that for some reason a while back. I don't remember why. Although, uh, so I did have to get on this one of these things the other day. It wasn't a Zoom. It was StreamYard or something else. But without going into a whole lot of detail, it was professional and possibly like legal related. And as I sign in, I realized it like pulls whatever name I've had from like other services. I'm like, oh, shit, what's this going to say? Luckily, it was just like Ezekiel Baker. And I was like, oh, thank you, God. That didn't say something awful. I didn't see it for like 10 minutes. There were some that you've put in here that were like Edward sucks. And like that would be great if that popped in and all of a sudden it was like Edward sucks. Well, I'm not gonna say I didn't notice it at first, and then when I catch the box with like this, you know, me on the screen, quote unquote, I'm like, hold on, I didn't type a name in for this service. I've never even used it before. Like, what are they pulling this from? Like, oh what does it even say? Shit. Well, it sounds like you've had a rough few days. Now, this will come out later this week, but you will see me tomorrow. We are seeing our friend Ryan Megan from Maker's Mark, and hopefully we are going to help blend a great batch of makers that they are going to use for their next community blend. So what's going to happen is there's a bunch of different organizations in the country that are submitting their blend and we're in the hunt. It doesn't mean that our blend is going to be the one that wins, but we sure as hell hope it is. I'm I'm intrigued. You know, I've done this once. It was a kind of want to, you know, trust your gut and toe the line and you got to be a little hard and fast about it, but at the same time, I mean, there's so many options. I, I think you just can't you can't let that be your guide, Edward. You, you know, you, you just got to taste each one and go with maybe the two out of the five you think make your best base, and then do some tweaking from there. But you, you can't go fishing for the curveballs. It's a three day process or something, and you, probably five days to sober up. You know what I think we're gonna do here. Now, those of you can't see the room, the virtual room, but Tim keeps popping in and out. Everybody, we called an audible. Unfortunately, Jim Beam doesn't give Tim good computers, and he got kicked out of the virtual room over and over and over. So that whole time that we were just talking for the last like five, six, seven minutes, Tim just kept popping in the room and popping out of the room. So Tim, you're back. We're now doing this through the phone, but we could already tell that you are a cool dude with a sweet ass sleeve. So like 
we know you're good people. Welcome back. Thank you. You saw my uh, you saw a brief glimpse of my my at home office setup. Quick glimpse. That's all. That's all. You, that's all. Really, all you need though, because I've been here for so long doing it. You don't need to see much more than a, a thirty second glimpse. No, I mean it's enough for us to know a little bit about you. You got an awesome flat brim knob creek hat on. I think that was some show posters behind you. They're all whiskey posters, but done in the style of concert posters. That's the trick. That's sweet. Now, what I do is I just have whiskey all behind me, and then it's guitars on the other side. So people don't actually see the guitars, so they still think that I'm not cool. That means you can just do a music podcast on the other days of the week you just rotate your chair it's music one day whiskey the other i get it yeah it's like i i have a round table i just basically if i sit on one side of the table i'm doing a music show if i'm sitting on the other side i'm doing a whiskey show boom but tim thank you for coming on it's great to have you now you work at jim beam tell us a little bit about you your story what got you involved at jim beam were you a bartender first how did you pop up in the alcohol industry yeah, I was um long time, 13 years hospitality. I was grew up in Philadelphia and uh, I ran a, a whiskey bar and jazz venue there. I worked there for about nine years and amidst, amidst other, you know, bars and restaurants. And it was there when I when I went from whiskey being something that was of course a hobby and something we utilized in our cocktail menus and, and had a huge interest in and it turned into more of a passion and then I was very fortunate enough to turn it into a career. And I left the restaurants in 2017 to pursue something more spirits and, and whiskey focused. And Beam Suntory was definitely who I had my kind of sights set on. I had met our, our master stiller, Fred No, and a lot of other people from the Beam Suntory family in my years of working at the bar. And, you know, it was, it was timing. It was a lot of things that led me to, to this role as their American whiskey ambassador it's great. It's I won't sugarcoat it. It's a dream job. I love working with the people I work with. We get to connect all kinds of human beings. I've said for years, I'd say, especially this past year more than ever, like working at a bar, I watched a glass of whiskey connect so many different walks of life. And I, I still am a firm believer in that. And uh, again, to represent Fred No and the, and the, and the Beam family and their products is, is great. It's a, it's a really it was a fun, fun gig. And like I said, I'm ba- based up in New York, but uh, when the world was normal, I'm on the road a lot, which is awesome. I get to see family and friends and I'll be in Nashville later this year. So I'll get to come and actually drink face to face with you fellows and it'll be a good time. How many ambassadors are you? We know Beth, we know you. There's not many of them though. Like y'all are like the Marines. There's not many. There's... um. There's my colleague Beth in Kentucky. There's myself up here in New York. There's Adam Harris, who's our senior American whiskey ambassador. He's based in Houston, Texas. And there's an open position for our West Coast ambassador role. So typically there is four of us. The West Coast role is is currently open. So we are accepting applications and resumes for that West Coast ambassador position. Throw that out there into the universe. See what comes back. (laughs) (laughs) Zeke, you going to apply? No, I was trying to see if we could spin this in to get like a referral bonus. That's what I'm doing. Kids. That's what I, I just two kids. What am I going to do? <laughs> I mean, our referral bonus is we want a pick. You know, a Knob Creek would be a great pick. Or what's what's a pick we want, Zeke? That's our referral I mean, bonus. My last, my last name is Baker. That's all I will say. Oh, 
I don't know how much I can say about that on this first on this first podcast. But, oh, you I know, know. It's, we've, we've, we've we've already uh, been politely told the uh, the number of those that was expected to be done this year, and it yeah. did not seem very favorable for uh, it's not very favorable. and John in Nashville, Tennessee. <laughs> we got shot down, and they said, "Would you like a Knob Creek Rye?" Yeah, good good luck good luck on the Baker's Barrel. I got I got no pull on that either. So nothing. I got nothing for you. I'm sorry. But it is kind of cool that they are coming. They are coming. Moving Baker's to the single barrel, um, away from the small batch. Yeah, they are. There's things happening with that brand. It's exciting. You know, that was one of those OG brands that um, you know, that's a cult classic. You know, I like to thank people when you walk into a bar and you order around the Baker's, you just get that nod of approval from the bartender. Like, all right. You're cool. What's up? You know, like white label is always my favorite, but that's just because of price. I mean, especially in college, you couldn't drink bakers all the time. or You, you wouldn't be making it through school too well. Might take a hurting on the tuition fees. If you're going back to college days, for sure, you're going to be a, a white label drinker. My, myself is more of an old overholt drinker being in the being in the rye world. But, you know, when you look for your affordable brands. Um, yeah, if there's college kids out there that are that are ribbing bakers every night. Well, God bless you. I wasn't one. <laughs> Overholt Bonded has now made its way to Tennessee. That's great. I mean, really good price, really good whiskey. Yeah, there's some stuff in the pipeline with that. There's uh, you'll see another line, Overholt line coming to your state. I hope by the end of June. So how many to- brands are there with Beam? Because I feel like the list is never ending. The only other place that might rival Beam some Tory for the number of labels under the, the umbrella is Heaven Hill. Yeah, I'd have to do, uh, I'd have to get out my, my TI-83, right? And <laughs> plug away the numbers. But I'll tell you, <laughs> I'll tell you the ones that, um, so coming out of the James B. Beam house in Claremont, we just mentioned a few of them. We got Old Overholt. We got Old Granddad. We got Old Tub, which was at the distillery, but also now we're doing one year release. Obviously, got all the, the Jim Beam line. So we got Jim Beam, Jim Beam Black. And then we got our small batch whiskeys. So we got Basil Hayden's, Knob Creek, Baker's, Booker's. We got Little Book from Freddie No as our kind of class A blend. We have Legion, which I know we're going to be sipping this evening, which I just had a little sip of myself as I was getting kicked off that call. And I think I just named all of them. So let me ask you one thing before we get into, there were some whiskeys that were sent to us that we needed to try and talk about on this show. And then there's going to be a continuation. We're going to get you down here in person. We're going to really go to town on beam, but like distillers cut and the, the repeal batch and things like that. Why are there so many awesome releases that get popped up? And they're really a one-time thing and go away. But it's like distiller's cut for 20 bucks was a great pour. That repeal blend was an amazing pour. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a, an extremely loaded question. I'm not going to lie, but I mean, we, we are fortunate enough that, you know, our, we've been distilling whiskey under the beam last name for 2020. We turned 225 years of distilling whiskey under the beam last name. So yeah, we are, we're the largest bourbon distillery in Kentucky. And with that being said, we have the ability to experiment, to do one-time releases, to do holiday releases, to do some cool innovations. And I mean, yeah, you just named a few that are, that are great. 
that had, that people really enjoyed and people really loved. We're not batting a thousand percent. You know what I mean? Like no, no company bats a thousand percent when you do those things. But when you do these one-time releases or LTOs as we call them, it is almost to test the market to see, great, it's like bartenders love this or consumers love this or our, our, who gravitated towards it? Did it sit on the shelves or did it fly off the shelves? And that helps us also tweak where we're going to go in the future. Um, whiskey doesn't happen overnight. So when we make these projections and we make these calls to put out certain labels or certain bottles, it, 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 they're not always going to be permanent. They're just not. Some of them do really well and they stick. But as we've seen in the past, some don't do so well and they don't stick. So that, that's why we do it. Uh, you got you to gotta, you gotta dip your toes in sometimes. No, I mean, totally wasn't trying to make it a loaded question. And, and for people that want to actually see it in practice, I mean, I think Old Tub is a great version of it. So yeah. what was it? You had the 350 milliliter bottles that came out a few years ago, and it was almost like testing the waters with Old Tub. And then, all right, a few years later, 750s are going to come out, and it's actually a release. And what's wild about that, though, is, I mean, Old Tub was our brand before Jim Beam was a brand. I mean, Old Tub was was David David Beam's brand before Prohibition. And so what made Old Tub interesting is it's a 100 proof, bottled and bond, 100% unfiltered though. There's no carbon filtration. There's no chill filtration. And that's probably one of the least romantic parts of coming to any distillery tour is the filtration aspect, right? Like uh, all these bourbons are going to get some type, type of carbon and chill filtration. Old Tub didn't see any of that. That's again, we're going back to the pre-Prohibition style. So we sold that exclusively at the distillery. You came for a tour, you could buy a little 375 of it. People loved it. People would come for a tour, and that's what they would leave with. This is cool little 375s of Old Tub. And then, yeah, we did it as a, as a release last year to see how it went, and it went great. So I think we're going to keep doing an annual release of it. I can't say that. I didn't get the 100% green light email yet, but I think we're going to do it as an annual release now of old tub because it, it, it is it's a great it's a great four-year bonded product at a great price i think the one thing about beam that everybody could say is th- they've always done a good job at putting out great things at affordable prices so yes there's going to be those really limited releases that are going to be a little bit higher but you can get a really good pour from 15 to 30 bucks under the beam label and you're going to be happy. Hell, I tell people this all the time. Jim Beam, you know, everybody has a story. They remember going to field parties and drinking too much wild turkey. They remember going to such such a place and having, you know, rebel yell or having early times. And for me, it was walking up the floor when I transferred to Kentucky. I had Jim Beam taped to the inside of my leg going up Rupp Arena to go watch a Kentucky basketball game. <laughs> And I, love it. I loved that white label came in the plastic flasks because it was really easy to tape those to the inside of your leg. So, I mean, everybody has the story and beam always has a special place in my heart for that story altogether. And I'll say everyone's got a beam story. I travel around and I talk with young, old, don't, don't matter. Everyone, everyone's got a beam story. But it's great because they never cease to amaze me. I haven't heard of anyone taping them to their legs yet, though. So, oh, that's yeah. how everybody at UK would get stuff into Rupp Arena. And I, I mean, it makes sense. The first Kentucky Derby I ever went to, I had one taped on each side of my leg. 
I'm still confused why you use tape. Why not? <laughs> I mean, we always just wore shit kickers and you put one on each side above each ankle. Oh, see, this is no when I still had a little Boston left in me and it wasn't all gone. Like I hadn't transitioned to cowboy boots in a pickup truck yet. Didn't wear boots. So I guess I could have put one under a fat roll. <laughs> <laughs> I think that might have altered the flavor. Kind of like when the kind dog like, went after your sample bottles in that blind we just did. Hey, they just, he just took off the lid. I didn't notice anything else different going on. But Tim, I feel like you have to have a beam story because you were saying when you were looking to kind of make that move into brands, you wanted to go with beam. So what's your beam story? Yeah. I mean, yeah, everyone's, everyone's got a beam story. I'll tell you one of the, one of the first times I met Fred and Anytime Fred came to Philadelphia, he would always come to the, the bar that I was working at. And he would always come in, we'd do a staff tasting, you know, maybe maybe there'd, there'd be a dinner or something for, for, you know, some people to come in and do a little a whiskey pairing dinner, whatever it was. But I remember um, first time I met him, I was, I was, you know, young, impressionable bartender. And he came in like three in the afternoon and clearly he'd, Fred already probably been to a whiskey tasting or two before showing up to our restaurant, you know, comes into town, everyone wants to see Fred and do a tasting with him. So he came in and, you know, he walks us through the whole Jim Beam line and through small batch. We're drinking bakers and bookers. And this is, you know, before a 12-hour a shift. So as the young bartender, we're pouring big, you know, two-ounce pours of whatever whiskey we can get in front of us before our shift starts. And then he was there for another night. And the next night, we went to uh, this place called Bob and Barbara's. Now, Bob and Barbara's is a it's the home of the citywide special in Philadelphia. It's like the dive bar cash only. When I say home of the citywide, it's a, it's a PBR and a shot of Jim Beam. Bob and Barbara sells more Jim Beam than any other bar in the state of Pennsylvania. I mean, it, it's just, it's what you order there. You get a citywide PBR shot of Beam. That's what you do. And the next night I was off work. And so I went out with Fred and the whole kind of, you know, Beam Centauri and our distributors. They're, they're out to a little bar crawl. And I said, we, we got to go to Bob and Barbara's. And I said, what's going to go to Bob and Barbara's? That's, you know, I'm on Beam account. And, you know, it's a dive bar, you know, and like, it's like, I mean, I would, I would go there on my nights off anyway, kind of rock and rock and roll bar, do some live music. They do, they do drag nights. They do all kinds of stuff. Well, we're coming from like a dinner. So everyone's, you know, wearing a tucked in shirt and a blazer and like 10 of us walk in, we swing the door open. It's like, you can hear like a pin drop. Everyone turns around and looks at all these you know, dudes walking in and tucked in shirts and blazers, like, yeah, you're at the wrong bar right now. And I walk up to the bartender, I'm like, hey, we're here with Fred No. She's like, oh, oh my God, like, obviously, like, come, come on in. And so we get around, we get around the citywides, and everyone's still kind of, who are these guys in, in suit jackets? And I'm like, hey, can Fred get the microphone? Because there's a band there. And then Fred stands up and he's like, what's up, y'all? He's like, I just want to say thanks. He's like, my name's Fred No. I'm the seventh generation master stiller, Jim Bean. And the whole place went, fucking crazy am i gonna curse on this i can curse yes on this, you right? can curse on this okay great fred cursed so many more times than i do i'm the <laughs> generation master still or fred no what what's up everybody? and the place goes fucking nuts and i'm like this is awesome like everyone went from like what the hell is going on to just like shots flowing everyone's saying out with fred because he is the life of the party he's got stories for days and i mean it's contagious i mean they're just the the family history of of what they've done for american whiskey is incredible and i'll just never forget the night at bob and barbers because i always thought you know that was like my go-to low-key bar on south street and it just you know you walked in and the and the and could have blown the seal off the place it was great it was really great so i just i just always had a, a great impression of of 
him and the family and what they've done. So, but that just speaks volumes to Fred. And if, if you guys haven't met Fred or anyone out there listening has met Fred, everyone's got a Fred story. Just don't try to go drink for drink with them because you're going to lose. Let's all say that. <laughs> I love your Beam story. I think there there's two kind of people that come into Beam and people are either going to come in via the white label door or they're going to come in via the Basil's door, right? From a drinking perspective, for sure. The Basil's group is a little classier. It's a little classier bottle, but different mash bills from the white label and the Basil's, right? Correct. You know, one thing, and we, you know, I think mash bill, we always talk mash bill. Mash bill, I'll say it's one, one ingredient of many. People always want to know the percentages and we don't disclose the exact percentages. And, and Fred will always say, he said, it's three numbers that have 200. He goes, if you can taste the difference between if it was 20% rye or 22% rye, well, come work for me because I haven't met anyone that can taste that difference yet. You know what I mean? So we don't disclose the exact percentages because there's so many other elements that go into creating a well-rounded, consistent bourbon or consistent rye whiskey, either way you want to look at it. But yes, our mash bill from beam versus basil, twice as much rye is going into the mash bill to create basil Hayden's. I'm going to open up this bottle here. I, and we're not, we're not in person. So I don't know if this, this will, all right, that's me opening my basil right there. Well, you know, you gave away a decent amount there. Somebody wanted to, you know, get that TI-83 back out and really nerd themselves out because, you know, 51%'s got to be corn. If there's room to put double in one as there was the other, yeah, you could probably narrow it down kind of decently. You could. Also, also keep in mind, we got, <laughs> we got some we got some malted barley in there, as always. So you can, you can, I, you can figure it out. I'm not ambitious in my old age, but uh, there, there's a time maybe when I was younger. <laughs> you know what Fred would tell you? If you asked him, he said, you got the wrong last name. So unless you got his last name, he ain't telling you. And he's, he's, so I, I have no comment. <laughs> you came in. I feel like you would be more of a white label guy to come into the Beam family. But there is room for basils. Basil is 80 proof. It's a higher rye. Um, mm-hmm. But the bottle is just a little bit classier than the white label, right? Yeah, I mean, we're looking at a different mash bill. Uh, Basil Hayden's is also aged longer than you know beam white labels a four-year-old product basil hayden is a, a blend of different age barrels but we are seeing so much older barrels getting blended into the basil hayden's product uh but still bottled at 80 proof when, when we talk about basil hayden's and the rest of our small batch whiskeys basil hayden's was always the introduction or we said it earlier but i think before we started recording is like this kind of gateway bourbon right and it certainly has this this elegance the softness there's a little bit of spice to it because of that high rye content for basil hayden's it's always been about being approachable approachability and like welcoming you know again i'll go back to my my bartending days if, if i had a, a group of guys and gals you know they came in five, happy hour style and like it's busy and there's like i need i need five bourbons and five bourbon whether it's neat or it was on the rocks but like five bourbons we don't have time to look at the menu because you got a bunch on your shelves basil hayden's for me was always a great like go-to grab. Like it's a great bottle to pull up the back bar. It's approachable. Whether you've been drinking bourbon for a long time or you're new to it, like you're gonna you're gonna appreciate it. And so that's where Basil Hayden's for me always played in that you know welcoming and approachable category. Um, I think like you said, you know, a white label drinker being white labels um, also I think you know old old school style. Like, that's like a statement. Like I drink bean, and a lot of times it's like for me it's a bean and a beer. Like I was talking about. My, my, old, my old dive bar like that that was just a different style of drinking you know 
you got to have a beam and a beer. Got it. It's almost you know two different angles uh, on on two different spectrums to a degree because it's you know the people that uh, you know either got into bourbon early or got into it late and from that it kind of spirals down to well if you're drinking when you're younger you were going for whatever the you know cheapest or you know bottom shelf was at either your buddies or your own parents you know house or whatnot fair chance it was white label however you you came around to bourbon later probably had at least a decent job or whatnot and you wanted something that looked a little nicer and more well-rounded such as uh, the, the basil or basil uh, bottle and then also the fact that it, it is you know a, a softer and easier profile because if you're easing into it you know and you, you didn't get thrown in there in your teenage years that one's probably going to come across a little bit better so to me it's kind of funny and I, i'd almost wonder how many people buy it and then don't uh at least early on even realize they were drinking beam I, I, you know you wonder if would they still buy it if they like blatantly knew it was beam or with the, the mental association like huh i don't know about this now uh whoa whoa, whoa. you're selling me I've, what i've cert i've certainly like you know dropped that on plenty of people you know at a tasting at a whiskey fest wherever we may be and we said early on like we'll be at a whiskey fest and someone will look at the table of all the different brands that like you know we're standing there and they go this is all made by jim beam said yeah you know there's a lot you got a lot of levers to pull to, to create all these great whiskeys but certainly a lot of these whiskeys and brands kind of play in their own sandbox. I guess that's the way to put it. Swim in their own lane, if you will, you know, but yeah, Basil, I mean, it's been, I've seen it as a great, great gateway for a lot of people that might not have been in the bourbon world before. Are you guys having a pour of this or am I drinking by myself over here? I don't know because now my, you know, we're only on audio. <laughs> I am having a pour of this along with you. I admittedly, your folks sent over via Drizzly two bottles of this, and I have not seen Zeke. So I am bringing Zeke a bottle of basil tomorrow night. I know he's had it before. He just can't partake with us right now. I'm sure he's drinking something else. But uh, I, I wish I still had uh, some of the uh, the old tub or the repeal batch left because uh, I bought those in, in bulk and, and even hoarded them to a degree. But for the flavor and the the price point it just seemed to disappear <laughs> it's crazy how that happens it's like someone like punched a hole in the bottom of that bottle right i swear man I, uh honestly the the repeal batch and then the old tub both man they i don't even think like you know people use the, the term uh you know well that's my daily or the go-to like it, it wasn't even that it was just like uh, it's just it's just there it, it, it comes to me i don't even go to it I have yes. one bottle of repeal left and I have two bottles of old tub and I'm just afraid to open them. I mean, I know I will, but I'm afraid to open them because I know they're going to be gone very quickly, especially if Zeke is around. If Zeke comes to visit me and the two of us <laughs> open it together, like we're in trouble. Well, I'll say it to you and I say it to everybody. The whiskey's not meant to be looked at. It's meant to be enjoyed. No, I, so, I mean, it's going to be enjoyed. I just yeah. don't want it to be enjoyed. Like, you know, it's like this whole COVID thing. It's like we've been talking about. Like, I'd rather be with people and then let me bust it out and be like, hey, here's the Jim Beam repeal batch. Y'all remember how much flavor that came out? What was it? 84, 86 proof, Zeke? I know you remember it. Um, It was 86. It was 86. I don't even have, I don't even have a bottle in my apartment anymore. But it's like there was yeah. so much flavor in that 86 proof. And it's one of those things where you could bring it out and just make everybody's night. And it's like, remember that this was like 
15 bucks for a bottle. We talk about those limited things and we're, we're talking about some of the stuff that is coming out, like where we talked about repeal batch and distillers cut and old tub, but Basil Hayden has also been coming in that game as well with a lot of limited edition offerings. Um, you know, on the rye side, there's some other different limited bourbons that are coming out. What, what's this innovation all of a sudden with the basil line? Yeah, we, um, we, so it, as I mentioned, a rye heavy bourbon, right? It was in 2017. Yeah, 2017 is when Basil Hayden's did its first, you know, limited offering. And we we did a one-time release of a, going, you know, Basil Hayden's going back to 1992 when it was first released has always been just Kentucky straight bourbon, small batch bourbon. Uh, 2017 is the first time we did a limited release and it was a, a Kentucky straight rye, partially finished in quarter cast barrels. Really, really nice offering. Again, 80 proof, one-time out the gate one and done see you never and then the following year is when we released the basil hayden's dark rye and the dark rye was a kentucky shade rye uh, blended with 100 percent canadian rye and port wine and i make the distinction it's, it's blended with port wine it's a liquid finish it's not a barrel finish and that was supposed to be again a one-time experimental let's see how it does let's dip our toes in and it it's it crushed it i mean people we couldn't we, we couldn't make enough of it i mean i would again i go to like whiskey fest i go to tastings and it's it's an awesome awesome liquid finished kentucky straight rye and now that's a permanent uh permanent mark for us and since then we've done some other you know we did a caribbean reserve rye was finished with a blackstrap molasses rum you know now we're doing the 10-year bourbon so we are you know but but again with basil 80 proof approachable any of these limited offerings that we do, any of these innovations that we do underneath the Basil Hayden's brand, they're meant to bring people into that category. You know, so that first time rye we did, that was a very step yourself into the rye category. I think rye gets a really bad reputation, you know? That's where the Basil Hayden's brand kind of sits and plays when as, as far as innovations go. So there's a lot of awesome limited offerings that are coming out. I mean, that, that's, that's something we've talked about. It's been a theme throughout the whole night. There was one that came out last year. Originally, I remember having it and it was only at the distillery. And the way I got it was actually at the the still house on fourth street. And then, um, and then now it is being widely released and that is Legion. And it's actually a, a good representation of a merge between beam and Suntory. And I'm surprised it hasn't happened sooner. Yeah. And the, again, I mean, I say it, I said it every tasting we do and every time we have conversations like this, whiskey doesn't happen overnight. We all know that, right? If we could, if we could turn it on and make it overnight, well, we make it a different spirit. But being in Centauri, yeah, we joined about six years ago and Legion is really the culmination of that, of, of kind of East meets West. And it's, it's Kentucky straight bourbon distilled by, you know, under, under Fred's eyes are like, we're talking Freddie and, Fred Senior, you know, Fred Senior Stiller, Master Stiller, Kentucky Straight Bourbon. It's partially finished in red wine and uh, and sherry casks. And then it's blended by our our chief blender from the House of Suntory, Shinji Fukuya-san. And so this really is, you know, America's oldest whiskey-making family, the Bean family, and Japan's oldest whiskey-making family, the Suntory family, coming together to create Legion. And like you said, it was only available in, I think when we first launched it, it was only in 10 states, cities slash states. And that's literally just because we didn't, we didn't have enough to do to launch it in every state. It doesn't happen overnight. 
Uh, but now, yes, 2021, uh, I believe by the end of this year, it'll be available in all in all 50 U.S. states. Uh, 94 proof. Well, you know, you, you mentioned Distiller's Masterpiece before, so it's not the first time we've experimented with finishing bourbon in different casks. But to bring together Fred's distilling methods and uh, Fukuya Sun's blending methods was awesome. This is one of the first projects I got to work on when I joined the company, and it's been awesome to see you know where it's where it's gone, where it started, and now finally some of the you know recognition it's 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 starting to get. Now, is this something that will stick around for the foreseeable future, or is this released in fifty states? You better get a case if you really like it because it's going to be gone. No, this is gonna this is gonna this is here for the long this is here for the long haul. This is this is going to be a brand we continue to make. This bringing together East meets West and bringing these two cultures together is super important for us from a from a company standpoint there's not many companies that can bring together these two families and and create a whiskey like this definitely yeah here, here for the long haul this one is not going anywhere but hey i'm not going to stop you from going and buying a case you want to go buy a case you go buy a case you want to buy a case go buy two cases there's my sales pitch you want to go, go buy it but um no this one this is not going to be a, a one and done this this is here this to me when i first had it reminded me a little bit of beam celebration and for the price point of this is this it's like 30 bucks for this one isn't it 30 35 but again every state is is slightly different man i mean being up here in, in, in new york I, I hope everyone can get it for 35 dollars. that's about yeah so this this was intended to come to come to market at, at a 35 dollar price point but every state you're going to see variations a few dollars here and there you're going to have to just come down here, get a whole bunch of stuff and then drive home. Yeah, I know. I got to get down there. I know. I know. It's, it's different. New York is awful. It's not great. And you work <laughs> there. I mean, <laughs> you work in the industry and how bad is that for you to go to these liquor stores and be like, um, I work for the company and that bottle of Legion should not be ninety nine ninety nine. I don't have to deliver those texts or emails to people. <laughs> so, yeah, it does. It pains me though sometimes. I'm not going to lie. It, it does pain me sometimes because, you know, supply and demand, that's part of, that's, that's part of the whiskey industry. We all, we all know it. We all see it. Everything is what you, is what you put the value on. That's why, like I said, it's meant to be enjoyed, not looked at. So yeah, it definitely walk. I walk around liquor stores in every state and sometimes I'm like, God dang, this is crazy. But we're also spoiled. I mean, you know, y'all are spoiled too. We're drinking sample bottles and you get to try a lot of cool stuff. So we're, we're very lucky to do that. But I definitely, uh, price tag shock is very real this, this time of year. Yeah. Very real this time of year and very real in the fall. But we hope that we are going to get to see you in person by the time the fall comes. We can't wait for you to come to Nashville and, and spend some time with us. But, uh, been great spending a good hour with you here tonight i know i will cut myself out of this as much as i possibly can because i talk too much tim thank you for coming on and and talking about jim beam it's my pleasure well i can't wait to do another one I, the next one will be in person for sure yeah the virtual world man i'm over it i'll i'll, I'll say a shout out to all the whiskey drinkers out there that have been hanging out with us on virtual tastings or on Instagrams or on podcasts. We, we appreciate it. We, we appreciate all the, the support, but I just can't wait to drink a glass of whiskey face to face with as many of you as possible. I can't say all of you. Cause I might get in trouble. You know, I might be dangerous, 
but as many of you as I can possibly handle. So no, I, I can't wait to get down there. I, I appreciate y'all having me on tonight. We can't wait to do it again. We can't wait to do it in person. And you know, you have a place to crash at Zeke's Airbnb. So uh, that's right. Yeah. Come on down. There's only 130 Glen Cairns there. We might need to get another case if we're going to bring everybody, you know? We'll see. I, I mean, I don't know if we need lens if we're just going to roll with a uh, with with white label and uh, Pabst. I, I think we can find a way to get by. <laughs> we'll, we'll make it work. We'll make it work. <laughs> I will tell you though, I did notice I was just over at Zeke's B and B a couple weeks ago, and I was dropping some stuff off to him, and I was looking at his Glens, and I'm like, twenty four of these Glens are mine, and I know because they are laser etched with things that Zeke has never heard of in his whole entire life. And I'm like, shit, I left these here when we used to record at the B and B all the time. But you know, I have so many Glens now that I really don't need to get them again. He can keep them. Like, if you need some fresh ones, I'll bring down some Jim Beam ones for you. So I can, I can make that happen. Well, we can't there's, wait. There's usually some folks around. This so is the advertising will go, go well. I'm sure. Well, Tim, thank you. Uh, the folks can find Jim Beam everywhere. It's like Jim Beam official on Instagram, Jim Beam Stillhouse. But Tim, where can people find you? Do you want people to follow you? Sure, I will. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm on I'm on the grams. Um, I'm T Heisler, but good luck spelling my last name. It's T, and then you know Heisler says a weird one. It's H E U I S L E R. Um, but I love, I was going to say, I said earlier, I love that you guys post more than just whiskey and I'm certainly a firm believer in, uh, more than just whiskey. And so you'll see that, you know, on my pages, we got try to bring the bartending community back together. We've been working on like a jogging program with Knob Creek. We got a Knob Creek jogging club going on right now. Concert venues are starting to come back. Music's starting to come back. So there's certainly a lot of whiskey on there, but there's also a lot of other things. And you also got to deal. I got eight nieces and nephews, so you got to deal with pictures of them as well. So I'm not I'm not a dad who drinks uh, drinks bourbon, but I'm, I'm I'm an uncle that drinks bourbon. So you know. Yeah, and honestly, for us, I mean, when you put the name dad in your title, you kind of have to show being a dad, or else people think you're not a very good dad if you're just <laughs> posting whiskey all the time. It's true. You know, like yeah. The most important thing that came from this, though, is we have a new friend and uh, doors always open for you, bud. And we can't wait to uh, hang out. But until then, the folks can find us on Facebook at Dad's Drinking Bourbon, Twitter at Bourbon Dad, Instagram at Dad's Drinking Bourbon. Find us wherever you download your podcast. You already have because you're listening to us right now. Tim, thank you again. Pleasure is mine. You can't see me, but I'm raising a glass in the air in my apartment by myself to both of you and everyone out there. So y'all enjoy your night. Enjoy the rest of your week. And we will chat very soon. I'm sure we will Zeke. Where else could the folks find us? Good old Nashville, Tennessee. Ciao.